This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot of the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am coming to you with an emergency podcast because in the dead of night, Peacock decided to drop not just one episode of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, but three. And I woke up at like 5.30 or 6 to take Ruby out, and I was like, oh my God okay, I guess this is what I'm spending my day doing. <laughs> like, it was just like a really, it was, it felt a little overwhelming. So, you know, of course I had to bring Allison Pivovarsky, bestie of the pod. She basically is the co-host at this point to come talk about it with me. I forced her to watch the episodes, even though I know she's a very busy girl, you know? And I was like, we gotta, we gotta chat. So Hi. Hi. I couldn't keep, I couldn't bite my tongue any longer. Yeah, please. First of all, I want to talk about how you just like casually brag, like you're waking up at five. I did get a message from Sam at like 515, like this is happening. Sound the alarm, wake up your children, get your affairs in order, pull the money from underneath the mattress. It's, it's happening. No, and I, I, <laughs> I was like, Fuck. <laughs> no, I sent this message via Slack and there is a notification at the bottom that said, Allison has pause notifications. So, Allison has pause notifications. Do you want to notify her anyway? What did you press? I said, fuck yeah, let's go. I said, <laughs> wake the fuck up, yeah. sound the alarm. It was time to fucking go. I was like, open those eyes take moose on a walk we have shit to cover today yeah and i'll be honest the peepers were ready i was thrilled that they didn't just drop one but like you said three and you make it sound like it was like you didn't have a gun to my head and having to watch these episodes (laughs) no you were ready i was ready i was i was like i already had lathered on my spf honestly, weeks before I've been ready to go. I have. So let me ask you this. When you go on like a tropical vacation, do you bring a large brim hat? I haven't, but I, now that I'm almost 30, I'm going to start. You have to for sun protection, Yeah, but it is really a, it is a packing qualm to be like, do I pack this hat or do I, am I that person that walks through the airport carrying a large brim hat? And I have to say like SPF was on and I was ready to be the person, not only with a neck pillow around my neck, but a large brimmed hat in hand, ready to go. I've been ready since day one. 
I can't even tell you, like when you first saw what, who the cast was going to be, what were your thoughts? I was excited. I thought that, um, they did a really good job pairing like friends and relatives. (laughs) I was about to say people who you would think would be teammates, but then we also have Teresa and Melissa who hate each other. I don't know how, and I've said this for years, I don't know how Melissa puts up with her. And I understand that like she, I think, is doing it for her husband's sake and for the girl, for Teresa's daughter's sake. Mm -hmm. But Teresa is a monster to her. And with that said, Teresa is my favorite one on this show. Okay. I was afraid to tell you this. I've become a tree hugger. This this show has opened my eyes to things that I, I, you know... I've always had a tiny, tiny soft spot for Teresa. Um, but this show really like, wow, open my eyes, my heart. When Ramona is just like shoving her foot in her mouth, down her throat, not her ass. And Teresa is like, oh, I have ADHD too, but I'm just smart and don't say things. Yeah. She's like, Excuse me. You, I love her. She's a terrible. She's a terrible sister-in-law. But I'm. You know what I love is that like I feel like this is the first time we've ever gotten Teresa and Melissa to just like basically be like we would never see each other if it wasn't for this show. Like because I'm over this like facade on New Jersey where they're like we're sister-in-laws. It's like you guys literally want to throw each other in the Jersey shore ocean. Is that the ocean? The Jersey shore ocean. Yeah. Let's go with that. That feels like geographically correct. Yeah, I think so. Well, it is an ocean. It's just, um, I don't believe it's called the Jersey shore ocean, but no, <laughs> I didn't learn that one in geography. But no, you, you're skipped, totally, you were sick that day. You're totally right though. And I mean, them, they are beating a dead horse over and over again about how Melissa got cast. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible because like they, they're even like, we'll never see eye to eye, but you know, both of them walk away being like, but I'm right. Yeah. And I love that. Teresa was like, you can call Andy Cohen. I was like, oh, we're bringing Andy into this. Okay. Who? Yeah. And you know, Andy loves Teresa. Andy, I think feels some sort of like guilt Mm. for the whole situation that took would she have gone to jail without the show right and the answer is probably no no probably probably not not. but I am really just you know I'm a team twirl kind of gal I always have been I have always loved my little Kenny Moore uh Detroit City baby and I am thrilled with this edit she's she's doing really she's doing great job so I know you've been like really really taken by the sisterhood of the show and to my point Mm -hmm. earlier the fact that like they brought in people who would be seen as teammates you know you have Luann and Ramona who despite you know maybe getting along not getting Mm -hmm. along on the show like they're gonna kind of have each other at least for an dinner. yeah they've known each other for so long it's like they her and Luann and Ramona have this like understanding with one another Mm -hmm. we're the OGs of New York, even yeah. though Luann was or, technically a friend or of, of the Winston world. Senpai. Yeah. Of- as, as Ramona thinks, she put Bravo on the map, her words. As she said, they had to do this like feud thing where like Andy paired up housewives from cross franchises who like don't get along. And she paired up or he paired up Ramona and Vicky over this. And it was literally like everyone was shitting themselves, screaming, crying, throwing up in the corner. We couldn't take it. It was so good. 
So she genuinely believes this. And to say this to Kenya Moore and Cynthia Bailey's face, who have had the highest consistent ratings <laughs> across the board, I was like, Kyle, sit down. You've had was, like one oh, good when season Kyle in said four that. Years. And it's because of Erica. Yeah, it's not Kyle. because of you, Kyle. You're not carrying that team. Hate to break yeah. to your sidekick, not a star player. Let's I, be completely I, honest and here. And then on with Cynthia and Kenya, like that was another great pairing. Great. And so bringing these pairings and then throwing a dash of Kyle in, really, I did think it was the right move. We didn't need more than one Beverly Hills housewife. No, because we certainly didn't need an OC one because they're all in shambles right now. Yeah, can and- you imagine Shannon Bedore on this trip? With that said, Bador versus Singer, I think I think Turks and Caicos would sink. I no, that man who owns the conch shack would just light everything on fire. He would be like it. enough. He's End never it. come to this island again. Yeah. He would ban them. I was at first maybe a little skeptical about who they brought, but seeing them like come together and like break the fourth wall like immediately and just I was loving it. I was like, I love listening to them talk about their shows. Like when Teresa and Cynthia, I think this is like one of the highlights for me is their their walk on the beach. When they, when, when Teresa said, you know, I really love Kenya because she stood up for me and people on my cast don't do that. And then she Melissa. opened up about prison. Yeah. yeah. And Cynthia was like, well, isn't Melissa you're like, and Teresa's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. She doesn't do anything for me. She's a piece of shit. She's a fucking loser. So that was like really, really nice. And honestly, I think that this was the first time Teresa has ever said jail. I do too. I was shocked. I thought the way they broke the fourth wall with all of those types of conversations was really fantastic. Yeah. And we, I love when the show breaks the fourth wall, but like here they're literally talking about like leaking. And I guess that was kind of an Atlanta storyline to all eyes on Kenya uh, before, (laughs) but like when they were talking about that or even just talking about like uploading Instagram stories or who was cast when and who Andy likes and who he messaged and who's getting DMs. I loved it. I loved it all. And so I was like pretty, I was pretty thrilled by that. And I was also thrilled to hear them talk about how they like would have to Google each other before. I loved that. And Luann like sharing this story about how when she was was supposed to be, that was sad. And I liked how all the women were like there for her. Like they were really talking about when she said she was going to go on a first date and and the guy Googled her. He Googled her. Do you think you've ever been Googled? A hundred percent. Actually, I can tell you a story right now. Oh my God. Um, You know, on Hinge, when you match with somebody, your last name shows up and a guy messaged me. This is before we even went on a date. He goes, well, you have a very Googleable name. So I actually Googled you and I've listened to like four of your podcasts so far. To quote you, my skin has come off my skeleton. It was horrifying and I blocked him. <laughs> No, because I've gone on dates before and they're like, oh my God, what's the name of your podcast? And I was like, I will never tell you, even I if we're married, you I, yeah. you'll never know. And he did nothing wrong. It was very nice. But that's uh, like so nerve wracking. Like, it was horrible. It made me feel so much more exposed than like, it was on an uneven playing field. So like, I totally understand. And also for Luann, it's like, not only was she arrested, but like, you've got the video. I mean, then you've got like 12, 13 seasons of right. Right. But then you also have like 
her kids suing her, going to rehab, and then her fighting out with shock. The cabaret. Like, she's got a lot going on. A lot of embarrassing a things. A lot of things have happened to Luann. And personally, she's one of my favorites of all time. Like, Falling I. Falling into the rose bush. I really love Luann. I think Luann is really like that bitch. Like, she is just like down for everything. Like, it says a lot, per- like, to, to know that Cynthia likes her or knew her the best. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like Cynthia is like a really good, like judge of character. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hitch my, what's, what's the saying? Hitch my what? wagon. Yeah. She did hitch her wagon. And yeah. okay, wait. So I do want to talk a little bit though about the pairings, the unexpected pairings. Oh, I love. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about so, it. So I didn't realize Kyle and Melissa were such good friends. But it makes sense. That yeah. is a good pairing. The Cynthia Kyle thing I was into, but then it really took a turn in the third episode. Woo! It was Kyle was like, I'm so sorry that you're did you, upset. Did you did you find the game where Cynthia brought her like superlatives game, like the prettiest, the smartest, the sexiest? Did you find that offensive that game? Like, would you have played it? I would have sure for sure played it. I would have been the so quick to play it so quick, but I, but I get it. Like, I think that there should have been like other types of questions, not just like who has the best butt, who's the sexiest, who's the prettiest, who has the yeah. best boobs. Like maybe we need to like chill on that well, hashtag chill. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for hashtag chilling too, but I just thought like, I was like, Kyle, don't be a bummer. Like yeah. just play the game and go well, into your little confessional, which I love the confessional room, by the way, it's incredible. I- it's like Love Island. I literally, I got so excited for that because it's like the cameras obviously have to go down at some point. Like the people, the producers have to go home. So they're sure. like, we want you drunk as fuck sitting on this bench yep. and talking shit. And I loved yeah. it. I was like, when I saw Cynthia go in there, I was like, oh, the- we're getting so many good little gems. I'm like, are mm-hmm. we going to get this in Bluestone Manor? Oh, I hope. Brandy Glanville's going to be... Oh, a nightmare. So that's the best way. It made me think about Ultimate Girls Trip 2 and the cast that we're getting there. And I'm like, that's going to be a completely different show. Like, oh, it is. This is more about sisterhood, maybe like some drama, like whatever. This is more about like breaking that fourth wall, talking about like each other's shows, whatever, getting to know one another. That. Bluestone Manor, as Tamara Judge calls it, menopause manor. It's going to be fucking insane. I'm I don't know because they're going to get so stir crazy because they really can't leave the house. Like, where are they going to go? You know, know, that 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 bar that Ramona and Bethany (laughs) and Sonia maybe went to that one time to talk about like their past traumas. Like they're not going to really go places where so it's just everyone's going to go so stir crazy. And that's going to be great. Those are also like very explosive women. They are like Dorinda. Like they are all going to get drunk. They get so drunk. Brandy, uh, Vicky, Dorinda, Dorinda. Did we mention Dorinda? Did we yeah. mention Brandy? I mean, like, yeah, they are just women who enjoy a beverage. Uh, and yeah. and so, and look, I am too. I, Tr- I just wanted to be known if I were on Ultimate Girls Trip, Turks and Caicos, I'd be blacked out on margaritas within seconds. Okay, I have my first note in my, I took notes. Ramona yeah, calls Kenya Portia a million times. I can't believe it. Oh. Second note, she thinks the room thing is cute, but also she also thinks she founded the franchise. Second one, I'd be blacked the fuck out if I'd been on this trip. That's my third note. So, I mean, it took that me was- about- 
top five of, minutes top of your top of the mind. It's just because like, first of all, I love a tropical vacation and I love a tropical drink more than that. And if I knew that I had somebody like Michael and his mom, Lori, who could get me margaritas 24, seven, three, six, five, I would blitzed. I would be blitzed. (laughs) I would be literally, I would be in a bush. Like, like it would be crazy, but I really loved now, I don't love Ramona, but I enjoyed her manipulation of this is now my room and I'm claiming it because I am going to be butt ass naked in the shower and you can walk in on me. I don't care. I'm showing my puss to claim this territory. Like it was wild. And the women were like, we don't know you. Like, we don't know you, you. We just met you. No. And like, I have to agree with Teresa. I think it was messed up that Melissa didn't stand up for her when Ramona called her a scarecrow. I agree. I thought that was messed up. It was also, that was just so mean. It was Ramona's- so mean, but it was so Kyle of her to tell someone, you know what I mean? Like that yes. is why Kyle came solo is because Kyle can stir it up. She doesn't like, need help and walk away with clean hands. It's, it's Kyle does not amazing. need the bump set for the spike. Like no. Kyle can just like, she's just obliterating. Mm-hmm. I did think Ramona, like she just has such a weird way. And this is not news to any of us. Such mm-hmm. a weird way of fighting where she just goes so below the belt immediately. So like with Kenya, <laughs> she was like, I, I got to keep my man for longer than, you know, I kept my man for 20 years. I and it's like, shocked. I was like, you don't, you literally don't know her. You've been calling her Portia and said you just Googled her. Like, shut your trap and go look for the the tennis court for like another 19 minutes. Well, it was really refreshing for, as a team twirl myself, to see Kenya like shown in this light of like all the women just gravitate towards her. She's so warm. She's like so funny. She's also beautiful. She's stunning. I mean, I want to rest my head upon her bosom and just nuzzle. Like I know it's like, just lovely. It's such, I know it's a joke with like the whole Beyonce thing, but it's but, like, true, but it's truly like she is, she has like the beauty that Beyonce has where radiant. you just look at her and you're like, you are beautiful. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Just radiant. Yeah. She, and to think also that she is going through like a traumatic experience while whilst on this vacation MVP. and still looks like that. It's incredible. She is the MVP. Yeah. And the fact she was like, I'm in court right now. I have to go take my laptop upstairs and put it on a box. I was like, girl. Yeah. Well, she wants that good angle. Also yeah. the YouTube thing really blew my mind. Here I am complaining about a guy listening to my podcast. Can you imagine your divorce is on YouTube and you're divorcing a narcissistic fucking loser like Mark? Oh, oh my God. We have to talk about this. Luann discussing Bolo fucking the melon. Oh my God. Was something I'll never get over. So did she get DM'd that? I feel like she might have just searched it. She searched it. Okay. But I don't remember. I, she might've said someone sent it to me. I'm not sure if that it was the in case. the conversation of like, does your, do your husband you get, get DMs? Do you get dick pics? Yeah. I didn't understand. I didn't under, I didn't understand. <laughs> I also, <laughs> when she said it, because she was like, what was that? What was that man's name? Like, she was just like, oh, you know, the bachelorette party. Uh, What was that man's name that you guys had? And they were like, oh, Bolo. She's like, yeah, I saw him. Uh, sticking his dick in a melon or something. And then it broke the melon. And she's like, you guys got to see it. 
Well, I'll show I mean, it to you later. I was like, you, you know, that Luann is a good time, though. Luann? I've is... partied with Luann. I was there when she was partying. Oh, present. How was that? Was it, it was fantastic. She was, it was for her, one of her music videos. It was a mu- music video Chic drop. Chic C'est bon, c'est bon. No, it wasn't Chic C'est la vie. It wasn't Money. What was the most recent one? Girl no, it was uh, Feeling Giovanni. Wow, she's got a lot of songs. We just named off a lot of hits. VMA is here she comes. <laughs> uh, it was for Feeling Giovanni, and okay. she was a a blast. Oh, I'm and sure. you can just tell that she when she walks through a room, like you want to be, you want to you want to enjoy your time with her. So you know what I would have said? I would have been like, Hey, Luann, show me that video. <laughs> I I would have been like, Let me see that melon. Um. <laughs> You know, speaking of melons, the fact that it took two minutes for Cynthia's tit to fall out. I was like, we're here. We've arrived. We've arrived. I mean, they just get off the plane and Kyle's like, Cynthia, your boob is out. Yeah. She's like, I can see your nipple. And she was like, oh, sorry. That's good, though. I know. It really brought me back to the COVID, uh, the COVID dinner outside of her, her house in Atlanta last year. Titty scent. (laughs) Titty scent. I just love them so much. And Okay. Honestly, there were so many good moments in the show. I, I am, I just have to say, I'm thrilled. Like this show has breathed new life into me. Yeah. And it's hard to discuss it because we're like talking about three episodes, but like in these three episodes, it was just like, it's just not anything concrete happened, but just like a lot of fantastic little moments. Like when Luann showed Melissa her naked body and Melissa says in confessional, I haven't seen hair on a pussy in a long time. Now, I don't know if she used the word pussy. I don't think she did, but I just threw that in there for my own little- She did not. To make it more colorful. She but, did not um, say that, but yeah, I thought- <laughs> and I mean, just, is Michael okay? Michael is like, what's going on? I think Louie and Michael are going to fuck. Oh, he's married and with children. Like I said, I think Michael and Louie are going to fuck. <laughs> I, I just like this man. I he must be getting paid well to have to put up with this. That's all I'm saying. It's- it's truly delightful to watch him just be shown the, you know, there were, I really thought it was so funny when Melissa, when she was like, oh yeah, Melissa or Luann just showed me her naked body. And, uh, Cindy was like, Ooh. And then <laughs> Melissa's like, they'll blur it. They'll blur it. You can do it. And I was like, I love this. Like, I this know. Is- because it's giving me, and they showed more of like them getting mic'd up and stuff in the third episode. So I'm like, mm-hmm. by the fourth episode, what are we going to be watching? Oh, I think the producers will be having sitting down for dinner with them. They're going to be by breaking the bread. Episode. I know they really are. Um, did you notice Kyle's necklace that says life is beautiful? No. I couldn't believe it. I don't know if that's what they're selling at pop-up shops for Kyle by Lean 2, but I was the fugliest necklace I've ever seen. I couldn't believe it. Kyle is such a beautiful woman. Her choices are just something. And to hear that she has a lot of like body image issues. And I know that she talked about it on uh, one season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, where she opened up about like having an eating disorder, but as a kid or younger, which like never really leaves you like that's not, it's like being an alcoholic. Like you're just kind of, it kind of stays with you forever. Her outfit choices to me now make a little bit more sense. Like she, because she's, because she's not comfortable. So she's like, I'm going to wear caftans 24 hours a day. And you know what? She looks fantastic. She's a beautiful woman. And you know, when she said she accidentally posted that photo, I remember that photo. I, re- I, I Googled it. I tried to find it. No, was it I re- bad? I reposted. 
Oh, I did because what, she was post- it bad. What was the deal? No, with but it? it wasn't edited. Okay. And then she posted the same one again, but edited. Okay. And it was like, oh, girl, what are we doing? But oh, a moment that really made me laugh was when they were all sitting down at the table on the catamaran. And someone says something about being drunk. And Luann's like, are you guys talking about me? me? I was like, I love you. That's what I'm talking about. Luann yeah. is like the girl you want to go on a vacation She's with. She's Lou. She's Lou She's on Lou. this trip. She's not Countess Luann. And I, her opening up about Tom really made so much sense to me. She was like, he it was did. my drinking buddy. I was so in love with him. She's like, I made a, a bad decision. And fucking Ramona making oh, it I, about I heard her the story i'm gonna i'm gonna come back just shut up and sit there do you know how many times we've heard you talk about your your marriage or how you like we have sat through so many minutes hours of ramona's bullshit just sit down and shut your mouth and there's something really nice about seeing women from other franchises who don't, who aren't around Ramona. So like, they're not used to her antics and they don't have to put up with it. Like they're not right. on a cast with her recurring. So to watch them be like, you're fucking rude. Yeah. Like Luann is a good friend to you and you treat her like shit. I was uh, like, Teresa, who is really, again, becoming like, she's a star. That's the thing is we have gone, possibly, but we've gone through, I, I mean, you know, when Teresa is the voice of reason, but we have like gone through each one of them at, for the most part. And they're all fantastic. Minus Ramona, who I just genuinely am just so over. That's like, why I'm really happy. She's getting this horrible edit. And I don't even yeah. think it's an edit. I think this is really who she is. Oh, but this to, is just her. To see her taken out of plucked from New York city and into a group of relatively normal women. Yeah. It's like so. The contrast is so stark, and it's just awful. It is, but everyone else looks great. They're all crushing it. Again, I think the casting was spot on for this one, and I can't wait to see what comes of it. I hope it's not just like everyone versus Ramona for the. I hope they just kind of like, you know, when you can just kind of like kick someone off, and you're like, you know, we're done with you. I know that Teresa and Kenya get really close. Oh, they get close. Yeah. Like, I think I read somewhere. I mean, I could be making this up. I don't know. But I I feel like I read somewhere. Did you read it from Kenya? (laughs) That Teresa said, like, she was the closest with Kenya eventually. I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can see that they're, I mean, they they are bonding already. They're all bonding. They're all, what do you think of Louise letters? Brooks heirs. Two words. Brooks heirs. Two words. Cancer scam. Say no more. I mean. I was horrified and I have some behind the scenes to you about little Louie. He allegedly threw quite a stink that he wasn't allowed to go on the girls trip. What? Yeah. He like wanted to go. This is you guys. This is why you listen to hot off the mat. This is alleged. This is all alleged. Oh, is it? Well, this is some behind the scenes tea, like you said. Yeah. Well, but Sam, like, this is the stuff that you don't get elsewhere. (laughs) And that's why I love coming on this podcast and look, I, I like, I, I've liked and reviewed this podcast already. If I could do it 20 Thank million you. more times, I would again, because this is like the stuff I want because I don't, mm. I don't live in that world. I live in like the super fan world, but not in like the behind the scenes fan world. Yeah. And when you pull back that curtain, I'm always like jaw on the ground. Well, but you of know, course he would. Yeah. Like he's really um, very into Teresa, obviously. And obviously. here to see her kind of betrothed. talk about Joe 
it really kind of made me a little softer towards maybe Louis because I'm like, Joe was oh. actually really horrible to her. He like, was. He was a really bad husband. I don't care what she says. I think he treated her like dog shit. And to see someone just like be in love with this little ding dong, I was like, she loves I love that. You. She I love loves her. that that love like the yeah, admiration that intense like sexual and she deserves attraction. it she deserves it she, she has been prison. through she's been through a lot her and that's and an could probably bond about that you probably i mean a little different i think a little different one was 11 and a half months one was like overnight <laughs> 11 and a half hours yeah <laughs> it's a little different i don't know what has been like what are you excited to see going forward you know, I do hope that we get some, some fights, some, dare I say, third world twos <gasps> of Teresa the women. saying Ramona has dementia really sent me into another dimension because then Ramona repeatedly throughout all the episodes got lots of things wrong. She so is, say. it is kind of crazy how she's so, um, I also want to make a comment. I'm going to make a comment really quick. Teresa and Ramona bonded over the fact they were both buyers for Macy's. Okay. Harold Square, baby. Harold Square, baby. A Calvin Klein handbags. But Teresa didn't go to college. No, I'm not saying, and I didn't either. But okay, let's be clear. You're just setting the stage. Yeah. Teresa like wasn't allowed to go to school. So I don't understand like where this happened. Like how did her and Ramona, who Ramona prides herself on like getting an education and being a hardworking woman and like, being a career focused, like individual, how they ever worked in the same like sector. I feel like Teresa maybe just worked at Macy's. Oh, as like a cashier and thought that that was a buyer because it doesn't make sense how these two women would like work for the same company, do the same thing. And one, I I don't know. It's not adding up. Talent. If you've got it, you got it. Yeah. I think Teresa would sell, could sell sand to a camel like this. Yeah. She, I would, I think she's very persuasive because you, at got, one point, charming. the same thing with Ramona though. Like at one point you just want out. Yeah. So you're like, you know what? I'll buy the, I'll buy the, the whole bag lot. I'll buy them all. Mm-hmm. Give me a thousand Calvin Klein handbags. I just want you out of my store. Also, Ramona's so fucking weird about like women and careers. Like it's not even in a Vicky way. It's literally like, did you ever have a career? It's like, what? It is she, but do you remember her, her whole thing? I remember it like it was yesterday. Her whole thing, season one was like making her, money as her aphrodisiac. Yeah. It's her aphrodisiac and it like her ugly ass jewelry line and true faith. true faith and then true renewal, no E and then true renewal. Re- <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, and I just think that like for her, it's always a competition. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's what it is. Every single time she is talking to somebody on the show, it's a competition. She even was making jokes and she's always off with her jokes. Like they're never as funny as she thinks they are, but she's always the person laughing the hardest in the room. Yeah, And that is like 
proof to me that all she wants is validation because, and we know, and I'm, I'm again, I, I hate psychoanalyzing this woman, but why are you on TV if you don't want me to? We know that she didn't get that when she was a kid. And it is truly like it has reared its ugly head as an adult. Like all she needs is validation. She needs validation from men. She mm-hmm. needs validation from her peers. She needs validation from the audience. She needs validation from the the staff that works at Triton Villa. She needs validation from everybody. Everyone. And it's really sad, but again, I don't have sympathy because she's also terrible. Yeah. Like she's also terrible. She's a despicable human being. Just because you have lived through childhood trauma does not allow you to be racist. It does not allow you to be like, she can't, you don't get a pass, but she expects a pass on everything. Everything. And like the women are like Kenya and Teresa are both like, what the fuck is this woman doing? And I think it's really telling that uh, Melissa is so close with Ramona. Like they're really think- like they're genuinely friends. Like they hang out. But do you think I that it, again, it is, I think Melissa is just somebody who she's able to just kind of like, okay. And just yeah. go with it. No, you you're know? right. Whatever you want, Ramona, because she does it with she does it with Teresa. Yeah. And so I think that for her is a lot easier for her to like spend time with people who are a little off their rockers. Right. Um, and I think her knowing how to handle Ramona makes sense because she knows how to handle Teresa. That's true. She's she is a Gorga and she's had, you know, not by blood, but so she's had to like corral she's not, the Gorgas. Yeah. And she's also not an OG. Either is Ter- Cynthia or Wait. Kenya. Speaking of Oh, geez. Kyle Puff Puff Pass Richards bringing in the astrologer. (laughs) I was just going to bring this up. Yeah. Okay. I love the throwbacks to like the early seasons, like when they brought in the, when they brought in like Allison, the Allison throwback and stuff like that. Or Ramona walking the fashion show with the eyes. Eyes are popping. Yeah. (laughs) That's one of my, that is my favorite quote from Real Housewives ever. Simon. Oh, the eyes are a (laughs) popping. And I loved them oh showing the, the Allison Dubois thing, but <laughs> I couldn't get over Kyle using her like vape pen or whatever she was smoking. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so funny and it just made me love her even more. And then when she got back to the house and she is me, I was Kyle in this situation when, when I'm on I'm like, no one can go to bed. You are going to party. We're going to black out. And I Mm -hmm. don't, by the way, like, I don't even really drink that often. So I've really given myself a persona on this podcast, but like when I'm out, I'm out. And when I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. This girl's going to, I'm going to have a couple pina coladas. And so when they went back and they went up to the bar and I use bar liberally because it was just a little like coffee table. It was a kitchen island. It was a a TV stand. It was Kathy Hilton's TV stand. Yeah. Her and Rick have to share one for dinner tonight. (laughs) And they are just like, it's just littered with bottles. And they're like, no, we have to stay up. We have to keep drinking. And I loved it. Yeah. I, that's the energy that we don't usually get from the rest of the like shows, the cities. And that was like, no, they understood the assignment. They know that they need to come here. They need to get drunk. They need to have fun. They need to get into fights. They show up. These they show- showed the fuck up. Yeah. And that's why, cause they brought the A-team. Truthfully, this psychic, the worst I've ever seen. She was bad. 
I didn't, I would have loved to hear like more information other than you're a princess, you're a general, a general, you are a queen oh, the way I would have and so Teresa, pissed. you're an exotic dancer. I was like, what are we doing right now? And the way Melissa nodded along when the woman looked at Teresa and was like, and you were a very exotic dancer in a past life. Now, as someone who loves a psychic, I love an empath. I love, I love a fortune teller. I love it all. I, you know, I did get some pretty tough information one time about my past life. Oh, really? What was it? Who else? And I don't know if you want to know. What, what is it? So, okay. This, this psychic, this fortune teller woman was like, all right, I'm going to start talking about your past life, your present, and then we'll get into your future. And I was like, great. Now my friends, I warned them. I told them that I was doing this and they said, where do you think you were in a past life? And I said, you know, not to be dark, but I really feel like I was an orphan of some kind. Like it was very, because I'm an only child. I don't know. Okay. And they were like, oh my God, Sam, that's horrible. I get to this psychic and she starts telling you about my past lives. And she goes, you were an orphan in every single past life. And I was like, whoa, Nelly. Yeah. And I mean, like she like went into like detail and it was spooky ooky. And it, I couldn't even believe, I couldn't believe my ears. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made a lot I, of sense. I have never um, spoken to a psychic oh, or I've done like tarot readings, but other than that, like I haven't really, I haven't, I haven't gotten into what I was previously. What do you think? Wh- where would you have been in I, a past life? Do you think? I think, uh, I mean, look, I, I probably wouldn't have hated be- being an exotic dancer. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, not like, you know, I want to be like, but like a studio 54 kind of studio, like exotic dancer. Oh, not like, like I want to be a go-go dancer. Not like Daniel stop at shakers um, or like, Hey, no, you know what? Shakers has turned around some really incredible women. So who am oh. I to say? <laughs> this is true. I'm not, I'm if I, I could only be so lucky to get and, hired. At shakers. And it was the strip club next to the one that was in the Sopranos even better. I mean, and, and also I believe on their website, they say they serve a great burger. You've been on their website. Sure. Have, were you inquiring about employment? No, I, okay. Actually, it's funny. You say that. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't, Actually, I wasn't, I was, I personally wasn't looking for a job, okay. but it was when the housewife and the hustler came out and I was looking into shakers because, you know, as we know, Danielle stop opened that motion picture. And I was like, what qualifies this girl? (laughs) And so I was like, let me dive in a little bit into shakers. And I saw that they were hiring um, a bartender and I believe a line chef at the time. So, you know, as we discussed on the last podcast that I was on last week, uh, I I did have 16 years dance experience. I was a palms girl. So I don't think I would be uh, the worst. I have the gift of rhythm, the gift of gab. I think I would maybe lean towards a bartender now okay. in my later years, mm-hmm. 29. Uh, but you know what? At like a prime 25, I probably would have totally gone for the dancing gig. No shame in my game. Wow. I love Look, that. If I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm getting accepted to be an exotic dancer, hell yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah. I mean, Shaker sounds like a fun establishment. I've seen um, that movie with JLo. I've seen Hustlers. Hustlers. I'm not saying I'm gonna scam people, but wow, we really got off. Yeah, off wow. Of, of but you know what? I enjoyed that. Um, one one thing. Do you think Cynthia is jealous that the women are more in love with Kenya? Mm-hmm. 
Because Kenya is always at the center of a lot of conflict on Atlanta. And Cynthia is always the one that's like so beloved. And in this time, it's not, it's not that the women don't like Cynthia, but I think women are just really taken with Kenya because I think they're the most surprised by her. You know what? I don't know if I would say that she's jealous. I think Cynthia truly. I think they love each other. Like they have a deep friendship. I think Cynthia is okay with just being like, you know, the, the aunt being the one that people love and come to, but not necessarily being the center of attention. I think she was really disappointed that like the game kind of got thrown off its access because of like Kyle just look, I mean, I've there, Kyle has definitely partaken in some certain, like, I just think Kyle blew it a little out of proportion. Do I think has a tendency to get on a high horse of self-righteousness? Like we saw it with Brandy about like smoking weed and it's like, Kyle, look at your husband. Um, look at your husband and look at you. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what was in there, but. But we can all assume. just make assumptions. But um, uh, yeah, but I just think Cynthia was kind of just bummed about that. Do I think she should have maybe like just gotten over it? Yeah, oh, of course. I, I also have a theory, Allison. What? I have a theory that Michael and Cynthia are going to get divorced. Uh, no shit. Oh, they, she... sorry. I thought I was like really cracking the case here. Well, isn't that the way like... she's like going around to the women and being like talking about marriage and divorce? Oh, and then I was up like, said, we have horrible communication. I know. Kyle was like, you got married four months ago. Kyle was like 10, 10, 20, baby. I don't think that lucky number is doing it for you guys. No. Also, that's not a lucky number. So it was per- to her. Per- and like, but I just think that, like, if she's already planting the seed, it's not yeah. good. Also, like, aren't there rumors? Yeah, there's rumors. He's cheated yeah. on every woman he's ever been with. He said this on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, like, so I worry. But Cynthia has also been engaged, like, so many times. She said this on Atlanta when she first came on. She was like, I've been engaged, like, X amount of times. She's like, I just can't pull the trigger. I'm like, maybe then we just shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, who was that? But at the end of the day, like, I love Cynthia's arc on Atlanta. Like, season one, married. Her last season, married. Yeah. What I'm thinking is she's taking a step back. Mm -hmm. And then if it doesn't work out, she comes back and gets married on her return season. I see that. And, you know, Cynthia isn't coming back to Atlanta. And I'll miss her because I like Cynthia. But I don't think it's going to be, like, a great loss. No, it's not going to be a loss. Because, again... She is somebody who you enjoy having around, but she's never the center of att- like a center of drama, mm-hmm. the center of attention, which is not bad for mm-hmm. what, like she is a great presence on the show. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but she isn't somebody who's going to make a huge impact if she's gone. And again, that's probably who you want to be. <laughs> right. So I think like, again, to go back to your question, like, I don't think she is really jealous. I think she doesn't need that. I just think that she like really was maybe looking forward to her night. And like, they all have one day or one night that they get to plan and Kyle kind of threw it off, but she'll come back. Yeah. (sighs) This was fun, Allison. I can't wait to talk about this as you know, I just, I can't take it. If I wake up tomorrow at 5am and there's new episodes again, like my my heart, I mean, I'll be thrilled, but again, I'll be stressed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to see where it goes, but then at the same time, I'm like, oh, but we only have a few more episodes now. I know. How many episodes is this? 10? Well, I mean, it was only eight days. That's true. Oh, and I just want to make one more comment. I am a pretty, like, I enjoy the finer things in life. I will admit, like, I can be kind of bougie. I can Uh be a little stuck up when it comes to things. Uh, I love a label and 
I would have been fine taking the bunk bedroom. You would have been fine taking the room that doesn't have a window because I wouldn't. Oh, it didn't have a window? Melissa said she's in a room that doesn't have a window. Oh. I would be that maybe changes. I would sleep on the couch because you see me in that hammock every morning. Well, and also you can just do that then like just do that. But Mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with it. From what I saw, I didn't realize there wasn't a window. That seems kind of strange. I'll have to look at the floor plan again of Triton Villa. But (laughs) I did think that like, look, you have bunk beds and you just put your suitcases, that's the best part is when you get into a hotel room and you have two queens instead of one king, you put your suitcase on the other bed and yeah. lay everything out. You don't have to hang up anything. Yeah. So for everyone to be complaining about it, I was like, come on, guys, it's fine. It's fine. But if it doesn't have a window, I'm not trying to feel like I'm in a padded cell. Yeah. Oh, one last thing before we go is on the plane when Cynthia Bailey Hill pulled out that gigantic photo of baby Brooklyn with a pair of scissors. I thought I she was, was gonna like, make Kenya stab baby Brooklyn. I thought she was gonna make Kenya like cut the cut, cut baby Brooklyn up. And I, I was did like, too. I was like, that feels like a little harsh. Feels a little I was aggressive. Like, You're, this is like the this is like a woman on the verge. Like she's Kenya is going to lose it if she yeah. has to cut baby Brooklyn. Yeah, I I love that baby. She's so cute. But the scissors also, were you expecting the ribbon to not cut? Because I feel like whenever somebody has comically large scissors, they never, they never it. can get it. And I was it. like, oh, this is going to be really, this is going to be good. But then I want to know, thank God they were flying private because commercially you wouldn't be able to bring this on. No, you wouldn't have been able to bring, I mean, they were all just like walking around too. Oh, Ramona didn't buckle her seatbelt. I, I mean, said yeah. Ramona. <laughs> Kyle was the only one who was like glued into her seat. Yeah. Kyle has that fear as we know of flying. They did have a lot of good snacks. It looked like though. So better than the snacks on the Salt Lake city bus. That's all I gotta say. We'll never know what Jen brought. Will we? Yeah. This was so fun though. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, tell everybody of course, where they can find you for all of your funny thoughts, opinions, pictures of your dog, et cetera. Sure. You can find me at Allison Piwo, uh, P-I-W-O on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. And on the dip, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up on the dip. And uh, I have two podcasts, Pop Chaser, which is a daily pop culture podcast brought to you by the dip as well. Uh, And I host that Tuesday through Friday. And then I have another podcast, TV Watch Repeat, which is I revisit some of the best TV pilots of all time with our CEO of the dip, Kate Ward. So it's a really fun podcast. If you're like a TV nostalgia lover, a lot of, a lot of shows that I feel like your audience will be into we just did ugly Betty this week, which I loved. I loved ugly Betty. It doesn't get enough praise in my, everyone did love it and nobody Mm -hmm. talks about it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And remember we have new episodes of hot up the mess every Tuesday and every Friday, which of course is Bravo Friday. And occasionally, you know, we'll throw in an emergency pod because it's just necessary. Sometimes you wake up at 5 a.m. and are like, I got to wake everybody up. You're the town crier. You told everyone. Use the code POPCHASER for 50% off your annual subscription because I'm going to give you my code because my code is cooler. And you can get 50% off your annual subscription at the dip. And we'd love to have you. And we are always talking on the dip. Like if you want to chat with Sam and I, Mm -hmm. you can come to the dip and chat with us like in real time. Yeah. So fun. Allison and and I truly never shut the fuck up. Like we we are constantly, our fingers are supposed to be like 20 minutes. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you around on Instagram. And don't forget to stream uh, Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. Bye.
Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.